0: Okay, so today we have Dr. Alexis with us today. She has such an inspiring story. I'm so excited to get her on the podcast and to get her to, you know, tell you guys her story because I've never heard it before, and so I love getting new people on here because it's so inspiring, just what people go through and how God brings them out of it. So thank you so much, Dr. Alexis, for being here today.
1: Oh, thank you for um, asking for me to be on. Uh, I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited. I think that, you know, all these different stories help different people, and so um, it's always great to have, like, new perspectives of kind of what people actually grow up through, what people go through, you know, so why don't you just start from the beginning, you know, kind of tell me about yourself, did you, how you kind of grew up, and yeah, just from the beginning. Well, my,
1: my name is Alexis. Um, Maston McClinton, now married so I'm a McClinton and I'm um, from uh, East St. Louis I say that but I lived actually prior in, uh, I was born in Louisiana and we went to the military, we lived in England uh, until mm-hmm. I was about seven and then we moved to, uh, to Phoenix or Tucson, Arizona and it was there that uh, my mom uh, and my stepfather got on drugs oh,
0: wow.
1: and um, it just you know started to kind of just crumble from there so they got on drugs and we ended up being in foster care put in foster care actually we were living in the the drug dealer's home which was at that time it was kind of like a a squatter home and we were living there and they're the ones who called the the foster care on my mom which was crazy and they all were doing drugs together Mm -hmm. but you know so that started just kind of this cycle of being in and out of foster homes a lot of abuse a lot of um of course, you know, molestation is going to happen while you're yeah. in um, these places. And I hate to say, of course, but it's because it's like a lot of children that are unoccupied. Yeah. So like a lot of playing house, different yeah. stuff like that happened. And then, you know, I went back home to my mom at about 10 years old, and uh, it was there that more abuse happened, um, where really she was off drugs at this time, and she was always functional, mm-hmm. a functional uh, drug addict, but she, a nurse doing well, um, but the money would disappear a lot, which now I knew why. But anyway, um... Yes, basically, we just, um, I ended up not being able to go to school for four years, um, Mm. from 10 to age 14. It was taken away, like, as a privilege, um, and I had to watch my siblings. But, you know, I knew that there was a God, and uh, I remember just always asking God, like, you know, please get me out of this house. Uh, Please get me out of this house. And so sometimes things happen worse before they get better. Yeah. My mom um, had a a husband, um, he was my stepfather, and he tried to molest me, uh, Mm -hmm. or rape me, actually rape, it was attempted rape, but he did try to molest me originally, but in the end it was attempted rape, and Mm -hmm. um, that is actually what got me out of the house, Mm It's what got the ball rolling to get me out and uh, because my mom wanted to stay with her husband and so she sent me off to my grandparents who I never knew and my father and in East St. Louis Illinois and um it was there at age 14 that I started my life over again and um I didn't I hadn't gone to school for those years and so um My grandfather, he knew somebody at the school district, and they let me in without a social security card or anything. Mm. And um, I was able to get educated, uh, go, you know, start. I had started in ninth grade, even though, wait a minute, I think I was either 14 or 15, but I was older than the other kids. Mm. But, um, and I was supposed to have been in 10th grade, but I I hadn't had any seventh, eighth, ninth, or 10th grade Mm. uh, education. They still let me in school. And, um, you know, the Lord just really began to direct my path from that time on. And, uh, I ended up going to grad school, I mean, to undergrad grad school and even getting a PhD, um, just by, you know, just by the leading of the Holy spirit. But honestly, at that time I wasn't even really walking with the Lord. I had kind of did my own thing since I kind of got out of the house. But God was still there leading me, guiding me. And so, yeah, I ended up getting a Ph.D. in education. And uh, I remember this guy came and he prophesied to me at this church in 2007. And he said, "Um, I I see the Lord. um, I see you have your your, you're getting your master's. He said you will get your Ph.D. He said because the Lord is recalibrating you back to the original purpose that you were designed to do, Hmm. um, which I didn't go to school for those four years. Right. And so I remember crying out to God at that time saying, I just want to learn. Yeah. I just want to learn. And, uh, looking back, you know, um, cause my mom ended up passing away, um, recently, like four years ago mm. and she was, um, found in her home dead. She had, um, been in there for like a month. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, you know, over the years, what you didn't understand then when you were a kid, you'll understand later yeah. as an adult, uh, really the things that she endured, you know, and what happened to her, and why she was the way that she was, you know, and just really wanting to be loved and all of that stuff and just, you know, so I forgave my mom, but I do understand that had I not experienced those things, I would never be where I am today. Mm, um, yeah. So I thank God just for the, the journey, and yeah. I thank God that, you know, I, it didn't it didn't break me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how and, like, when in your life and going through all that did you actually, like, get introduced to the Lord or experience the Lord? Like, where did that come from?
1: Well, I was baptized at the age of 10, wait, no, I was baptized at the age of eight or something, and I was in foster care, I was in like a, it was like a Baptist church, uh, and I just was like, okay, you know, I didn't really know I was doing though, so, but at the age of, uh, twelve, we started going to this church that was local, and it was a Word of Faith church, and I just, it was a, they had a children's church there as well, and it was like a, a Teen church, you know, so mm-hmm. it was there that I really got um, introduced to the spirit of God and just like, you know, praying and tongues and just different stuff like that. It yeah. was there that I really got, I'm talking about like fire baptized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's because I was going through so much at my home, um, I really needed to, you know, I really just needed to know that the Lord was. But even as a child, I used to, um, Now, one thing, my mom, she was a believer, so I remember she had a group in England, and they used to pray in tongues, and they used to pray and all this stuff, but she just was with the wrong man, honestly. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so there was these little moments that happened in my life, and I also have a twin brother, and uh, my mom used to always say, Alan and Alexis, come in my house and pray, or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, so I was activated um, at a young age um, in the spiritual things, and um, I used to just get up and feel the Lord talking to me or just praying you know oftentimes when you go through trauma um those who have had traumatic experiences are actually the ones who have the most of the deepest um like experiences or encounters with God and I think it's because you know we don't have any inhibitions we don't have any like any like any walls up as far as like we need something right you're barely alive you know going through trauma so you need something to help you and that's what That's what it was. It was just the Lord's presence. Yeah. So, yeah, it was um, at at age 12, but then I did walk away uh, from, like, 15 to 24. I didn't, like, walk all the way. Basically,
0: I Mm -hmm. wasn't doing what I needed to do. Yeah, 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 for sure. So when did you have that realization or, like, real moment that, okay, I need to, like, give full or What was that kind of experience like? What was that process like?
1: Well, I was... I remember I was, you know, dating a guy. i have been with him for, like, five years, and he was just cheating. Every time mm-hmm. he turned around, the man was cheating. Yeah. And so I, um, I remember that I was like, God, get me out of this relationship. I fell on my knees because I was just, like, so broken from mm-hmm. all the cheating and stuff and then I ended up getting another relationship with another guy so I was dating them both mm-hmm. and um it was just abusive the other guy was abusive and uh, I remember one day we were like fighting and he was like I think he was choking me or something crazy like this right. it's crazy and he's like you need to get saved That is bad choking me telling me I need to get saved right so I was like okay what in the world but I did I, went, I had already been, you know, I had known the Lord, but I really gave my life to the Lord. And I remember that there was this, this group on a, a college campus, these, uh, church, this church group, and they used to just get on my nerves because I was like, I know the Lord, okay? But they would stand on the church corners or whatever, and I mean, at the campus and try to tell people about salvation. And this group started praying and fasting for me. And I didn't know it. And yeah. I'm like, I used to get mad. Don't fast
0: for me. You know? like, right.
1: Let me come into my house because sometimes people can do
0: that to I control swear.
1: me. And, you know, I'm like, stay away from me. Yeah. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> but that group, they fasted until I got it together. And I'm going to tell you something. Mm. I got, I got on fire for the Lord wow. and I started you know um, doing like I started doing like events I started um, having like a, a bible study it grew to like 120 people in a house mm. I was like not playing you know I really I really went to the Lord because I, I felt that I would lose my mind yeah. if I did it you know I was like mm. I have to submit to him and surrender to him because see God will always use heart issues to get you. Because, you know, if you've ever been heartbroken by any man, you know what I'm talking yep. about. It's is going to make you just like, oh my God, I got to run to him. I right. got to run to him yep. because I don't want to go crazy over this, you know, this mm-hmm. man or whatever. And it gives yeah. you strength. And so at that time, I remember there was a song out called "Praises What I Do. And I mm-hmm. did not even know that that was a song that had been out since. 2004 but in 2007 and 2006 i was listening to that song like it was brand new and right. i remember it was a song called i told the storm which my sister told me about and i just listened to these songs over and over again and i would just be in my word uh because i really needed god to change me i said god if it's I don't want to be back like this. I don't want to be the crazy girl mm-hmm. busting out windows in no man's house going crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't want
1: to be her. <laughs>
0: but I was her for a mm-hmm. minute.
1: <laughs> and so God made it where I couldn't date anybody. I mean, I'm telling you, I used to always have a boyfriend. And he just made it where I was invisible to these men because he, had, he wanted me to himself. Yeah. You know, and uh, he didn't want me to go to another lover. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted me to go to him. The lover of my soul, yeah. you know, who could heal me, who could transform yeah. my life, yeah. and so, um, girl, that's what happened, but I'm going to tell you, it hadn't always been, you know, it wasn't always, like, you know, just the best, because, you know, during that time, girl, God just really... He changed me, but at the same time, then I started going through the battles, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. for instance, having a prophecy, you're going to meet your husband in 2006, uh-huh. they told me that. Do you know, it was, and she said I was going to meet a football player, but it, and I did but in 2016, so imagine those 10 years What I did. You know, I I, I went from you know celibacy for 7 years and then I started tripping. Uh You know, there was just different things and I'm just on here to keep it all the way real. No, for sure. I was tripping. I was like, forget that. I don't want another word. Prophecy Mm -hmm. about a husband. Yeah, right. You know, they want to tell you, God is sending you your husband. You're like, I don't want to hear that. So I started, um, I remember one time I did a broadcast talking about Stay away from young thugs, you know, all of that <laughs> yeah. stuff. And then next thing you know, a young thug came around, Man. and I said, I didn't even like him. But it was just like, something was drawn, the old me.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That old me was drawn to him. Yeah. That old me thinking that that's love, you know, that's cra- that yeah. crazy stuff disappearing and all of that. That's not love.
0: Yeah, it's just familiar.
1: Yes, it's a familiar spirit. Yep. And it is, for, it is real. It will chase you. Because you, it knows that that's what you used to like, yep. but you really have to say, I don't want, I don't want this no more. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. And mm-hmm. so, actually, um, you know, God ended up really did uh, he brought my husband the football player that had been prophesied it wow. really did happen and uh you know over the years the lord used me to prophesy to all these women like yeah. you're gonna meet this man and they would actually meet them like wow. i was like i don't want to prophesy to another woman right. about no man and i'm not getting no you know right. i'm not getting married and then finally he did and yeah. then i made this prayer online and that prayer has done almost a million
0: views wow
1: um about finding your you know prayers for those who want to find uh, women who want their mate mm-hmm. and um you know some people you know cuz like people forget about the single women
0: yeah. they talk, yeah. Um,
1: yeah or or they lie and just be like well I hate to say lie but oh, lord i have some qualms with <laughs> let me just be quiet.
0: Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Adam. No, that's good. Listen, I love it. I'm loving it because here's the thing it's like, it's true. It's 100% true. And it's like, all of it is, you know, and one thing I actually really love that you said is that, you know, you were on fire doing this, but you started tripping and I love that because I that's my vision, man. That's my vision. Even for this podcast is like for people to listen to it and be like, Hey, when you get saved, it's, it's not always fun, you know, like it don't always get better. It don't always, you know, Um, it does eventually, but like, you're always going to go through stuff, you know, and I think like there's this whole vision and like stigma of Christians who like get saved and have these perfect lives. And it's like, wow, that's really not true. You know, like at all, you know, and sometimes I can honestly even say like some of my worst moments were while I was chasing the Lord, but like, also, my best moments that don't even you know they they don't even my bad moments aren't even they don't I don't even think about them you know because my good yeah. moments were so good but that that doesn't mean I didn't have bad moments you know Come and on. so
1: the guy yeah says you're the god of the hills and the valleys
0: yes you know? and so I love that because that's literally the vision is like man yeah. people need to know like. This is life. It's not heaven. And you're going to go through some stuff, you know, and you're going to trip and you're going to fall and you're going to make mistakes. And so that is just such a testimony right there because people need to hear that, you know, people need to hear it. Yeah, I tell
1: people, I said, um, I have a group called Her Single Diaries. It's about 13,000 women on Facebook. Mm. And it was all based on my testimony. Yeah. But anyway, I, and the group, I tell them, listen, I didn't always wait well. Right. So I don't want to sit up here and act like I got a prize of a husband because mm. I did the right things because yes. I didn't always do them. Thank yeah. God, there is grace and mercy. Yeah. But Alexis didn't always have it together, <laughs> you know? Believe me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, I think that's for, you know, anything. And I'm excited about, you know, this podcast being out and stuff because, like, there's, I've had all these podcasts of just like crazy stories and, you know, divorces and abusive relationships, but man, there sometimes need to be that person that's like, listen to my story about not having a man and not having a person, because those are really lonely moments and hard moments, you know, that people don't even talk about. And so I just think that's awesome. And like you just said, like waiting well, man, that's for any area of your life, whether it is like, you know, a spouse or for whatever God's called you to just to wait well, like that's so powerful. It's not always easy to wait on God, or right. wait out, you know, right. like, God's like, hey, this is coming, you're like, when, <laughs> you know, like, right, where's right. where's Where that I'm, at?
1: You know, like, God, I thank you that, you know... <laughs>
0: yeah god, and that's what i think again and that's that's exactly what it is that's the stigma is like people just always being like you know you're just so like trusting in the lord and i'm like dang like i have my doubts every day you know i don't publicly yeah. say them but they're there you know and if god could tell you what i was thinking he'd be like nope she's not waiting well you know like we all go through that so yeah I just and you know i
1: just started to really tell my testimony more and be more transparent
0: right wow. because
1: people just there just I, I, this whole mask and ministry, I hate it. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. Right. I'm just gonna tell you straight up what happened to me. I, and there's a million groups online that tell you, oh, you need to be whole mm-hmm. before you get married, and I'm like, that is okay it's a whole lie because there is like a oh, there is a there is a, a process that happens in marriage is the real deliverance yeah. and uh, yes you probably don't need to be you know, if you well crazy you, you may need to this you know but what is crazy you know everybody has their process I, I, I try to help single women know that it's not like you're you're worse or something's yeah. wrong with you yeah. because you're not married. Like, that's a lie.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that was really my next question was, like, what What are those, you know, insecurities that you dealt with? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who dealt with that, too. Like, what were those insecurities that you went through?
1: Um, during, mar- during marriage or during marriage?
0: When you're someone? just, like, in that waiting process of, like, God, it's oh, been prophesied. God. It's been prophesied that I'm going to have a man, but, mm-hmm. like, these are... Like, you know, in those moments, you do well, start yeah, to yeah. get, no. right, right, straight <laughs> right. up. Uh, you know,
1: of course, I, I, I mean, one time I went on Steve Harvey, the Steve
0: Harvey oh, show. Oh, this is amazing. I was the, uh,
1: you can find this on YouTube. Oh, well, I, the, I
0: will, I, probably, I will. i probably can send it to you afterwards.
1: <laughs> but, but, but girl, so in the, so in the Steve Harvey interview, it, it was about relationships and he, and, and they brought all my exes, okay, oh, to the dang.
0: show.
1: Right. And so, I had just got mad anyway, because I was dating this guy, and I was like, I know this is the one God said, and he was saying I was the one, and he was a man of God, and all this, and it ended up being the worst relationship I've ever had in oh, my man. life. But anyway, that's how I ended up getting on the Steve Harvey show, I randomly, I didn't even watch that show, I just randomly sent them a little, um, it was like a little two-sentence liner about just how I endured a bad relationship, and Steve Harvey was just telling me, like, okay. They were like, yeah, some people can't even get a man. You got three men sitting right here or whatever. And and Steve was like, you're going to be successful. Like, whoever's going to get you is going to have to run after you. And that Mm -hmm. happened to my husband now, but... Honestly, I went through a lot of things educational. I was like, man, I'm too, I'm too educated. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, here I am with a PhD. Yep. Who am I going to marry? You know. And then I was like, I'm too. And I told Steve this. I was like, I'm, I'm like they say, I'm like, well, I need to bind him. Like, you know, as far as like being very strong at the prophetic mm-hmm. myself and preaching, prophesying. You know, that could be intimidating. I thought about, um, I'm, I, man, I gained too much weight. Of course, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm too fat. And then I was like, my face is too fat, my hair, I mean <laughs> yes. everything, I'm too deep, you know, I mean yeah. things, you, and you're trying to change these things um, for the man that yep. you think you want, but I'm going to tell you the man that God has for you, uh, he going to love everything about you, yep. so it doesn't even matter, you don't got to change anything, yeah. but we are always trying to do that, like, especially with like social media, yeah. it could just change your, it could make you like, I'm going to dress like this, I'm going to act like this, I'm going to do this, I'm yep. going to do that, and it's like, oh.
0: You don't need to do none of that, you know? Right, 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 yeah. So if you could, you know, um, what's the one thing that you've, maybe you've never thought about this, but, you know, if you have, like, what is the one thing that, like, if you could go back, what would you tell, like, the young you? This is so funny,
1: but I never thought about that. But this woman, she's, like, 60-something years old, and one day she was praying for me a couple of years ago, and she was like, well, like that rapper says, we gonna be all right
0: yep she's something,
1: right she like the telling me this Man. but she knew like god knows how to speak to me like i wrote my dissertation on spiritualizing hip-hop the spiritual yeah. narratives of four black educational leaders from hip-hop communities mm-hmm. okay i'm talking about hip-hop so god knows how to speak to me mm-hmm. and so he used the song you know to speak to me and that's what i would tell the old me like or the young me like we're gonna be
0: fine yeah fine yeah you know it's not, it's not as bad as it looks. You probably look on that comforted now like dang like it actually did turn out okay, you know It turned out okay. And, and some of us in impressive. those some of us in those chaos moments, yeah, that same thing just need to understand like it's gonna be okay. So that's so inspiring yeah. man. So tell me what you're doing now. What's your life look like now?
1: Well right now I'm doing conferences. I am um, I'm traveling. Uh, I preach, teach travel. Uh, I do a lot of, like, online ministry. That's been a blessing. Social media has been such a blessing um, to me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, like, I'm I'm a wife, you know. We're, you know, working on buying our first house. And uh, maybe being a mother, uh, maybe, you know, in the days to come, we'll see what the Lord has. I am 37, but I'm open, you know. And, um, yeah, I'm just... Encouraging women, um, and men all over the world, but really I have a mandate with the women. Yeah, I was just I, I was in Paris last year. Uh, we did like a thing in Amsterdam and I'll be back this year. And wow. um
0: to That's the so Virgin awesome. Islands as well. That's so awesome. And married. <laughs> yeah, and married and married to your football been player. Been. And married and to your football player. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Will yeah. he do it?
1: Won't he do it like he said he would? And I'm going to tell you, um, a woman told me this years ago. She kept telling me, you're going to marry a man. It's going to be like, the she's like, I keep seeing The Rock. Oh, man. The Rock. And his nickname was The Rock.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: The word was real. Even when I was like, forget about that word. I hate that word. I don't want with the word. I don't want to hear another word. You know, are you? I don't know if you're single, but.
0: I'm not. I'm married with two kids. (laughs)
1: okay (laughs) but you know for the single friends that you have
0: yeah Yeah, man I think I'm I'm so excited I'm so glad that you shared your story today I know that that you know especially since you're you know just kind of starting out telling the whole story um but I'm so man proud of you appreciative of you because this is going to help a lot of people you know like I said I've I've had so many, you know, interviews and stories of different things, but never about like just a single process and a single struggle, you know, and how like yeah. that process is and stuff. So I'm so excited for like the audience to be hearing this and I appreciate you so much for sharing it. So thank you so much for being on this podcast and just being vulnerable and open. It's amazing. Thank you so much and God bless you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any feedback or even need some encouragement, contact me on all social media outlets.